Hello, greetings everybody. Carl, we do you have a song in your heart today? Because we have a full house this holiday weekend. We have several guests today. We have CB Adams from Pop Life STL and Stefan Denev from the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra. We'll talk to him for an extended period of time, and then Lynn will get to the films of the week, including Sing for the Day, the Styx Orchestra movie, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul, and then three minutes after that, Me Time, and then Kaepernick and America. And then after that, we will have a nice long discussion with Chaz, Lynn, and myself. This is an amazing episode. Listen to the whole thing. The movies this week are not that good. Everyone thinks of me as a rock and roll guy, but I listen to classic 107.3 all the time in my car. I listen to classical music all the time and no one believes me. Oh, I believe you. I have had family concert tickets to the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra for 16 years now. We have these great seats on the end because we got them when my daughter was two. And so we have seats on the end in case she ever had to, you know, be a baby and we had to leave but then we just kept the seats as we kept getting older and older and older and my daughter every year for christmas would say mom we're going to do it one more year i am a fan of the symphony and i'm a fan of classical music no one believes that but i'm here confessing to all who will hear me Well, that's wonderful because today we have the music director of the St. Louis Symphony, only the 13th one in the symphony's 140 plus years. 142 or 143, I believe. And uh, Stefan Deneuve is here and we're so excited to have you. Hello. Welcome. Bonjour. 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 Hello, everybody. And I'm glad indeed you like classical music and rock because music has no boundaries. Excellent. Yeah, no, you guys have you guys have done the Queen and the Bowie. And the last time I was actually at Powell Hall was for Return of the Jedi. Absolutely. We do films. We did the Beatles recently. Uh, we have a lot of different offering for everybody, indeed for every age. And everybody is welcome in our beautiful home, Powell Hall. It Where I graduated a- high school, CBC, before they had that campus out at 270 and 40, that's where when we were in Clayton, we did our high school graduation at Powell Hall. So I was in a white tuxedo way back when. <laughs> I well, know the we, <laughs> we are also joined today by one of my Pop Life STL reviewers, Chaz Adams. CB Adams, as his byline is, hi, Chaz. Good morning. Chaz is, is going to be covering the symphony this year for us because we're excited because the new season is kicking off and you start with a free performance at Art Hill. So tell us about that. I love indeed this forest park concert it's so much fun it's my third time because sadly covid stole one concert but uh, uh, i absolutely adore meeting like 15 to 20000 people there it's very relaxed there is a beautiful fireworks following the approximately one hour of music and uh, I really feel people uh, are together and I feel I met the community when I did this first concert and now I look at it as really a highlight of my season here. It's a wonderful concert. That was the first time I saw you, Stefan. I saw you at Forest Park at the outdoor concert and that that was the first time I was introduced to you because I had not seen you at Powell and that was a fantastic night and it is, it's different from what you normally do at Powell Hall. Well, it's a it's a, a lot of different type of uh, of repertoire mixed in one concert, and because we want to just please everybody and have some 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 good music for everybody in every kind of style, and uh, uh, what is strange is it is an immense sea of people. But when I'm there, I was surprised to feel very close to uh, to all the the people, and I felt very at ease and and chatty with them, and uh, it's just a joyful event for families. That's wonderful. So there's no, uh, so everybody just comes in and brings their uh, blankets and lawn chairs and, and uh, enjoys the music under the stars. 
absolutely it's totally free and uh, uh, you can sit wherever you want indeed you can bring some food uh, you can definitely uh, make noise you know uh, enjoy drink eat and uh, yeah it's just uh, starting the season with a bang since you began in 2019 you have had to deal with the ups and downs of the COVID-19 virus and all things variant so is this the first year where you're going to have a full season back luckily we were able last year already to uh uh, to 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 make music uh, in full forces, I would say, and even uh, with a chorus that joined us for the second part of the season. So it felt that we were back. But I say something important for me is that uh, the SLSO was never silenced during COVID, and we we developed a lot of uh, offering online, a lot of digital concerts, and uh, uh, I was able, luckily, to travel during the really hard time, you know, the lockdown four times back and forth from uh, from Europe, and uh, and and so I, I I must say we did great during this time to also make new friends through. Uh, 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 the digital offering and especially in education we did so many amazing educational program and uh, uh, it, it's a fact now that uh, actually the impact of uh, our education department has grown ex exponentially like uh, can you imagine that uh, last year we, we we were impacted 250,000 students with our program which is actually five times more than before covid so wow. see, there is a silver lining sometimes to uh, to tragedies, uh, but uh, but this year it feels great because indeed from the start we are uh, back at full forces and and uh, with our choir and and it's uh, yes uh, we just want of course all the audience to be back. Still, some people uh, uh, were scared last year to uh, to come back, and I just want to tell them please 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 come back. You you will have just a better life because music enriches lives. And I noticed that you have some new soloists that are going to be there for the first time, which is exciting. So uh, that is great that you are attracting some of the top people in your field to join us here in St. Louis. Yes, we, we I mean, I must say this orchestra is very important internationally and has always attracted the, the best of the people. I mean, from where I'm speaking just now uh, in the library, in my dressing room, there are all the programs of the 140 plus years of this orchestra. And it's amazing. Name any name. Uh, you, they came here to make music and it's continuing. And even just now, I'm very proud in the in the first part of our season, we we are welcoming, for instance, uh, two new conductors to the orchestra, uh, Jonathan Hayward and Thomas Zondergaard. And since we actually invited them, they both became music director in this country. One was just announced in Baltimore, the other one in the Minnesota Orchestra. And that's a, a proof that we invite indeed the most talented people uh, that actually <laughs> just got important jobs in this country too. So those are some of the guest conductors that will debut this season. And we have indeed a lot of great, great, great people coming. It's very exciting. I always am, I am always at awe when I go into Powell Hall because I actually feel sorry for you guys because you guys have to go in the entrances from the back backstage and you don't get to see the beauty of Powell Hall as soon as you walk in. The grand staircase that goes up, it's, it's just an entire experience when you are in that building. And then when you walk in, it's so majestic and so vast and deep. And then when you all come out, it just makes the entire experience enjoyable. So I want to thank you for that. But do you guys ever get to come out front and see what we get to see? Oh, yes. I mean, I tell you something. Uh, like this morning when I entered here, uh, the orchestra is not rehearsing today, of course, and uh, uh, it's Friday, so the hall is uh, is fairly empty. Uh, but I I, uh, I just, first thing I do when I enter is just go right away on stage. And uh, I the piano was there because we had some choir rehearsals recently. So I opened the piano discreetly and just played a little bit. And I was alone in this beautiful hall enjoying this fabulous acoustic. and. Uh, I thought it's so beautiful. It's so welcoming. It's so grand. And, you know, um, we will continue to have this wonderful, indeed, uh, historical foyer 
and uh, and 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 this amazing role. So this won't change, but we will add actually uh, um, uh, an amazing uh, uh, extension that will give also uh, a 21st century uh, experience as well. So you will have both of uh, uh, the best of both worlds, if I may say, very soon uh, at Power Hall. I'm extremely excited by that. Well, it is so gorgeous to walk in. And I, when my children were in grade school, we, uh, I was a chaperone for field trips to the oh. symphony. And to see kids who've never been there before look at, you know, it's just wonderful, your education program. And I noticed that since you said that you increased that, that's just a joyous thing to see little kids for the first time see professional musicians in that setting you know it's uh, uh lynn what i found really fascinating is that uh, a symphonic orchestra is the only uh art form where you have an acoustic uh connection with the music there's no amplification so you really just get the sound coming from the musicians you know that's the shortest way from one heart to another and at the same time it's an immense hall with uh, 2,600 seats. So you have also the effect, uh, which is fantastic, of sharing music with a big group of people and uh, the excitement of being together uh, as a big number. And nothing else is like that. Either you have big halls, but then it's amplified, or it's a small hall acoustic with a, a little number of audience. But a big symphony orchestra offer you that together, You know, just a lot of people around you sharing this experience and an acoustic sound. When uh, you do the movies, uh, we just love that. I know Carl loves it, but you're going to do Harry Potter and Carl. Well, they're and... going to finish it. They've done all seven films. They're doing the eighth film and they will finally wrap up the series. And uh, Alexander Desplat, the, the composer. And but I'm really excited that you're going to have Psycho because Bernard Herrmann is oh. one of my all time favorites. And to, to hear the orchestra playing the violins of Psycho is going to be just <laughs> awesome. awesome. No, and I mean, no, you know, John Williams did so many movies for the for the Christmas time. We will uh, do again Home Alone and, yes. uh, and uh, Elf. Yes, and Elf, and, and I was uh, uh, very lucky to actually meet again and uh, have dinner with John Williams in uh, this summer, and he was telling me about uh, the recording that he was doing at the time of the Indiana Jones fifth movie. Oh! So, so that will come too, so it's continuing. You know, we will uh, at some point as well be able to, uh, to, uh, to show you all Indiana Jones, including the fifth one, which is not released yet. Aha. Uh -huh. Well, you're going to do Jurassic Park, and that's a beautiful score, too. Yeah, when perfect. when you see the dinosaurs and the grandeur of that, it's John Williams is just, oh, I love oh, all yes, of I, it. I, well, that, that's so I exciting. Just, I just conducted, actually, Jurassic Park uh, music for John Williams in front of him for his 19th birthday at the Kennedy Center in Washington. And I was reminded what a beautiful score it is. It's fantastic. Well, speaking speaking of that, there you i saw the entire season you're doing a lot not only are you musical director but you're also conducting a lot because you are letting others take the center stage but you are actually going to be conducting uh, is this going to be more or less than an average season for you um kind of um uh, the same actually I, I conduct usually around 12 different programs and uh, and of course we have some extra concerts like Forest Park, like some crafted, which is a great concept when you come and, and you can uh, share uh, uh, some food and some drinks and in a very festive way be explain the piece and enjoy it. Um, so that's a crafted series. But uh, no, I'm delighted that now that I live in St. Louis, I'm a new resident since about two weeks now. Um, permanently, Welcome. Thank you, living here. I'm able to space a little bit more my my uh, uh, my visit, of course, to the orchestra. So so you, you will suddenly have the feeling that I'm uh, more there because I'm 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 just it's most you know uh, well balanced uh, within the season instead of by groups uh, and. Um, and I'm delighted because uh, uh, I come to live here, so I'm a local, but at the same time, this season will propose an incredible journey, an incredible kind of uh, traveling because that's the theme of our season to, to show what uh, music can do and it can transport you 
to many different places, imaginary or not. And, uh, uh, and that's what we will explore literally during the full season. Oh, that's, that is so wonderful. And I'm so glad that you enjoy St. Louis enough to make your home here with your daughter and your wife. So that's, uh, that's a nice thing that you've settled into uh, uh, that. I won't uh, ask you if you're a Cardinals fan. (laughs) (laughs) I can show you my jersey. It's here. I have a jersey. They they gave you my number. Yes. but, But now that you're living in St. Louis, we finally got a football team slash soccer team. So you can feel like you're in Europe just by going downtown. Yes, I had to work very hard for that. But uh, yes, I organized it, as you know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, it's wonderful because uh, my wife is Swedish and love the blues um, and and love hockey. And and indeed, I I do like uh, um, the the baseball, especially when I will finally really understand the rules. Uh, (laughs) I'm working on it. But It's, uh, it's like cricket, but not really. But not really, but uh, but it's great to have soccer coming here too uh, next year in twenty three already, and the stadium looks spectacular. So that's that's yes, things happen in in Saint Louis. A lot of good things, and I want to uh, to speak to the world about that to to to, uh, to 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 change the narrative sometimes about about Saint Louis and say, well, come, you'll see, there is so many things happening. And I coming here was very logical because I had such a warm welcome the past years and. Uh, the community really uh, embraced uh, me, uh, literally, uh, despite COVID, uh, just uh, uh, showing me their warmth and, and their sense of belonging to the institutions. And, and I love, of course, all these great things that, you know, the Botanical Garden, the St. Louis Art Museum, the Pulitzer, the, um, the Art Museum is wonderful. My daughter loves the City Museum. Uh, I mean, of course, a lot of restaurants. And, and I just felt so welcome that I... Uh, I, I said we, we we should just move here, and and it's fantastic. So far, we are extremely happy. Oh, good. Well, Carl works for the Blues. He has been the music director at the Enterprise for Home Games for what? How many years, Carl? Since 1996, I play all the music at the games, and I actually went to Sweden with the Blues, and we played two games over there because that's when the Blues had a couple Swedish players. And we won both of those games against the Detroit Red Wings. But people always ask me, how do you do you play the music? I'm like, I do not play the organ. That is the organist. I just play all the other music. And they say, well, how do you decide what to do? And I said, the game dictates what music is going to be played. So I play rock, rap, country, hip hop and classical. And people say, how do you get all of those genres of music into one place and i said because there are 19,150 people and not everyone likes the same thing so you try to play as much for everyone well you carl, do my job yeah carl's <laughs> the what carl's the one that played gloria uh for for the entire season and so then we we, were, we played a version that the symphony did for us yes uh and I'm used to record more music that is appropriate for indeed those winning games that are plenty. So if you go to a blues game, you should you should you should hook up with Carl and he'll show you where he he does the horn too. He does the horn. <laughs> oh, I would love to have you up in my guest. I'm I'm up on press level. I'm sure you've probably met our organist Jeremy Boyer. He does amazing things on the keyboard. He also does cardinal games as well. We are very much fans of classical music. We import it into our games all the time. Well, Carl's so fast, he's not going to tell you this, but he is Mr. Encyclopedia of Music. And he, uh, what, what, uh, when the Blues won to go to the Stanley Cup finals to play against Boston, he yeah. put on Dropkick Murphy's shipping up to Boston right away. And I was like, that's Carl. <laughs> that was, I, I did that. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Well, one of wow. the things one of the things I know that you are really whoa. Oh, and there's his jersey. See, I'm how cool. Yes, I'm cool showing you my my jersey and how I enjoyed indeed this game that they won. By the way, <laughs> how, how cool is that? Well, hopefully we will have uh, some winning moments here while, for the 2022 2023 season, and everybody can find out their schedule on uh, SLS 
O.org. And the whole season is there. And I am my favorite thing of the whole season is the Sondheim tribute. Yes, the Muni, the Muni is partnering with St. Louis Symphony Orchestra, and they're going to do a Sondheim tribute. And I, this is the Lynn. I saw this, and the very first thing I thought of was, "Oh my gosh, Lynn Venhouse is going to enjoy this for many, many moments." Oh, yes. I no, fell no, in. No. Yes. Oh, I fell in love with Stephen Sondheim when I was fifteen, and I was babysitting, and PBS was showing that special of making the cast album. And being the drama nerd I was, I went, oh, my God. <laughs> and so, but uh, I'm excited because Ben Davis was so incredible as Sweeney Todd. And he's going to be one of the soloists. And Ken Page is going to be there also. Yep, absolutely. That's no, Sunday, ever... October 2nd. It's an afternoon matinee. Yeah, 3 p.m. Oh, that's a big one indeed. And I was at the Muni recently and uh, they announced it too. And uh, I was blown away as well. That's another great venue and great institution of St. Louis. So, but look, um, uh, the, the very first concert of our season, uh, we we will offer so many different uh, impressions and traveling to, to the audience because the concert starts with a piece called Ports of Calls. And this piece makes you travel from Rome to Palermo in Italy and then go to Tunis in, 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 and to Nefta in, in the uh, north of Africa and then to Valencia in Spain. Then we continue with Nathalie Joachim, with a great living composer, uh, a wonderful artist. She's a great singer and a flutist. And uh, she wrote a piece honoring a memory of uh, Haiti, where she's from, recording a grandmother, the, the choir of, uh, of her church there. And it will be live recording of, uh, of this uh, uh, from Haiti with, with, uh, with the orchestra. And then we go to Bohemia with Dvorak and his famous Eighth Symphony to cap uh, this program. So. You see, this first program is already a symbol of what the season will be, which is to uh, to be really going in many places in the world to just show that music can embrace all cultures and just, you know, make those cultures dialogue and, and, and be together. And music is an universal language. So you don't need to actually speak the language of those different cultures. You just feel those cultures through this uh, language of music. And that's what the season will be about, to connect people. That's opening weekend. That's Saturday, September 17th and Sunday, September 18th at Powell Hall. But that is, you know, after the free Forest Park concert on Wednesday, September 14th coming up. And I am going to be there for that. I love how you go. I love how you uh, want to be accessible to people because it's all about that. And and you are so right about the universal language and the global. And I noticed that I saw the 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 focus on all these different sounds from around the world and that's just wonderful and the more that you introduce this to st louis i think the better off we are oh thank you well my big goal is to uh to indeed unite and 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 and, and show that music can really be for everybody and that nobody should be intimidated by indeed the the grand uh foyer or of power hall that it's just a place for the people of St. Louis and they to just know that we have some very cheap tickets uh, uh, in every place of the hall. So it's really not more than actually a, a movie theater ticket to just enter and enjoy any concert that uh, that we do there. And that's for me very important. Well, I, we know you have a very busy day. I just want to ask, since we are coming up uh, let's say in about less than 10 years on the 150th anniversary of the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra, I'm sure things are being planned right now, unless they're not. And is there anything you can share with us without oh, want, giving too to, much away? Yeah. <laughs> you want a scoop already for that big birthday? Alors, yes, we think about it already now because you think uh, uh, indeed takes a lot of time and uh, we planned a lot in advance actually. Um, so what I can tell you is that uh, our hall uh, will be just enhanced in a big way uh, on time for, for this big celebration. The addition uh, will be done by then? Oh yes. And, so uh, by 2030, the 150th anniversary, big things. Big things I can promise you that that will be a very festive big celebration 
and uh, uh, you, you still are on time to give us some name of artists you would like to, uh, to see collaborating in some extremely big festive event uh, for that. So uh, please, you, you seem to know so many different artists and genre and, and you know, you're, you're the man to, uh, to actually uh, show some. Um, I would uh, love to give you dreams. my opinion on these things, <laughs> but you're doing such a good job. I, you don't need my help yet. Oh yes, <laughs> of course. For that you're saying, everybody is welcome, especially since you know so much. Oh, thank you. Well, aren't we the second oldest symphony in the Behind United the States? Behind the New York Philharmonic. Absolutely. There's a huge tradition here. And I believe in the soul of orchestras, by the way. It's fascinating. You know, every orchestra has a different sound and sound world. And it's very strange because the people change, obviously. They, but the people in orchestra change at a very slow pace. So the new members are then... Uh, uh, entering the, the mold of the sound of the orchestra, the, the history, the, the culture. And so something is preserved from the very start and, uh, and the different influences of the music directors over the years. So uh, I find it fascinating to see how rich the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra Soul is. And uh, I'm very privileged and honored to, uh, to continue uh, to, uh, to nurture this rich heritage. Well, thank you so much for coming today and, and sharing your love of music with us. And and uh, we are very excited to have you here. And uh, uh, thanks again. And of course, Lynn's microphone cuts out at the worst time ever. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. Well, I hope you get to enjoy your holiday weekend here. Yes, I have some barbecue parties planned actually for Labor Day. So uh, I love, I'm afraid, uh, a great grilled steak and um, yep, we'll get that. So I think the weather will be good, not too warm. And well, uh, Welcome and home. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes. Very, very pleased to be part of this community now, really. Thank well, you. Thank you and for it's being an on honor, with us. It's an honor to talk to you today. So thank you so much for this. I shall see you from afar a uh, week from Wednesday. And I will wave to you while you're doing oh. some John Williams stuff. I'll say hi back. There will be some John Williams. I can promise you. You'll love it. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much for being on with us today. SLSO for all the information and tickets where you can buy. SLSO.org. Thank you. See you soon. I'm serious. Actually, you know, um, uh, obviously, uh, we have in mind that we will do some big celebration for that. But uh, always good to know you know, what people are dreaming about and would like to see collaborating. Eight but years it, is not that far. No, and this kind of big celebration are the occasion to uh, uh, to attract, you know, some people that would not come, of course, uh, uh, just like regularly, but they would, if they know something very special happens, they can be attracted. So, uh, so sky's the limit. Let's hope so. Oh, that's exciting. Well, in, enjoy the, the fest. Uh, I just think we are so treasured with Forest Park. So that'll be just wonderful. So thank you. And uh, I guess, do you say break a leg to symphony orchestras? Yes, actually, what we say is uh, the general international way is to say toy, 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 T-O-I, T-O-I, T-O-I. That's a kind of, uh, I think it comes from this old thing that you would spit behind the back of somebody to wish luck, you know, to a, that's an old kind <laughs> of symbolic spitting, thing. That's Italian. Yes, toy, toy, toy. But mm -hmm. in France, we say, uh, if I may say, merde. You know why? Because that means <laughs> Yes, but you know the reason. Actually, there is a historical reason. The reason is because in the 19th century, uh, in the famous Boulevard des Italiens, actually, where there were all the theaters in Paris, uh, when a play uh, had a, a lot of success, they had a lot of audience, meaning a lot of carriage. A lot of carriage means a lot of horses. And a lot of horses mean a lot of, indeed, uh -huh. uh, on the, so they would wish each other to have on the street. To have a lot lots of, of uh, merde in front of the building. Exactly. And that's why we say merde to each other. And we, we do say it today. I mean, really, like uh, all my uh, all, all my, my French soloists, you know, we always say before we enter, like, hey, merde, merde. Well, I'm uh, moving on to we talk movies because that's what we we do. I um the Venice Film Festival last night had the premiere of a movie called Tar T A R, but it has an accent, so 
I'm not sure if that's right, but Kate Blanchett plays a composer. Absolutely. Uh, I love Kate Blanchett. And I'm really actually kind of, she's one of my very favorite uh, actress ever. And I was uh, a bit worried because I was like, oh my God, usually actors that try to be conductors look horrible for a professional. And uh, uh, <laughs> I can tell you something though. I saw the two trailers that were available and yeah, it's not bad at all what she's doing. I was like, oh, she's so good. So, uh, so there is hope with her. I mean, yeah. My wife and I, we are big fan of uh, of films, and uh, we, uh, we 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 love it. And uh, uh, I will follow your your advice on uh, Pop Life St. Louis to see what to see. But uh, uh, um, but this one seems yeah pretty interesting. And how did Bugs Bunny do when he was conducting? You actually actually are very right. There was actually I read an article a week ago or something. There was an article uh, that that spoke about all the different actors trying to be conductors, they were rated. Um, and uh, uh, and, and the, the funny thing is uh, the most rated as a great conductor was Bugs Bunny because indeed it's very well animated and it's very convincing. I, I don't remember how many years ago that the symphony did uh, Bugs Bunny on Broadway, but it, I enjoyed that very much. I have the CDs. I have all the Carl Stalling projects. I am a fan of all of the Warner Brothers cartoon that, that is how a lot of people learned about classical music if they are Gen X or older. Well, figure out. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, I, and I will just now give you a link of what I think is the best French impersonation of, uh, of, um, of a conductor. I give it in the, in the... So do you know a film called La Grande Vadrouille? It's the name of the film is La Grande Vadrouille. Oh, yes. It's, uh, it's a fabulous film. And... Louis de Funès, the, act, the actor Louis de Funès, he's, uh, I know some stories about this because um, I met uh, uh, when I was young, he's suddenly dead now, I'm afraid, a very old double bass player that played in this movie, in the orchestra, and, and he could tell me how it was shot. It was with the Paris Opera Orchestra, and, uh, and he was very nervous, de Funès, and he was very respectful, and he had a, a teacher trying to help him to, to do well. And so I, I know a lot of stories about this scene that you will see, and it is terrific. And what you see that is conducting is the damnation of Faust, the march of Rakoxi, which will end our season. We will um, ah, the damnation of Faust at the end of the all season. all ties together. Uh, yeah, I must say just by coincidence right now, but but still, uh, still, still, it's a, it's a very funny. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, so so if you have a minute, I mean, watch this movie, which is a classic, like uh, one of the most important film ever uh, made in France, and it's so funny. But that is really a great conducting impersonation. All right, okay. I will check that out. Yeah, thank you for that. I'm gonna. Do we that we can. Afterwards. I'll put a link so everyone can see it as well. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, just FYI, at the Venice Film Festival last night, Kate Blanchett got a six-minute uh, standing ovation for the movie. Really? Yes. Whoa. So everybody's talking Oscar buzz now, and it, it opens November 7th. It's a Focus Features, and it will be uh, released November 7th. Wonderful. So I want to for you. We, we went for the first time at the Marcus Roney Theater and Love the Seats uh, because it's very comfortable. And we saw Nope. And uh -huh. I would like to say that we liked it, but I understand why people would not. It's nuts. It goes in so many directions. It's so, but I just want to know, did you like it or not? It was fine. Mm. We, we were disappointed. We wanted it to be better, but we did love all the technical. The uh, the composer is, oh, that was good. The music score and yeah. but the cinematography was fantastic. Yeah, the, the story is just, you don't understand what it's about. I mean, I, I much prefer Get Out, of course. I mean, yes. I know that, that Get Out yes. was phenomenal, phenomenal. But uh, uh, yeah, we were, we really didn't know where it was going. And it was like, what is this film? And then the more it was going, the more it was puzzling. What I, I'm recommending 3000 Years of Longing with Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton. That is my probably favorite movie of the year so far. And it only came out two weeks ago. 3000 Years, yeah. It's George Miller who did Mad Max, Babe, and Witches of Eastwick. He's all over. Very good. Uh, it's, still, it's still in the Swiss theater, yes, huh? Yes, it, it only came out two weeks ago, so it better not be out of theaters yet. Yep. I'll go, actually. 
Lynn didn't like it as much as I did. Yeah, no. But I, I loved it. Best film of the year for you, Lynn? No, well, uh, no, nothing so far, but... I thought you uh, liked Elvis. I did like Elvis. Did you yeah, like Elvis? Good. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I must say, yes, uh, yeah, I, I liked it. I thought he was fantastic, and uh, he really channeled the what what we want to remember about Elvis. Not the it was so sad though. I felt yeah. I felt I felt he was very sad. I I left the the movie theater thing like, uh, you know, what a sad story somehow. But um, uh, but it was very well. The actor I forgot his name right now, but uh, phenomenal. Austin Butler. Yes, Austin Butler. Yeah. Well, I was really excited about Bradley Cooper going to play uh, Leonard Bernstein in uh, Maestro, but now it's pushed back to 2023. Uh, So I thought he might have an Oscar run as Leonard Bernstein because that looks incredible. And uh, I I know you play a lot of Bernstein. And so I just, oh, I just, (laughs) that West Side, that West Side Story, any part of West Side Story. I think you're playing Mambo, aren't you? One one of the, yeah. We did, I must say, but uh, I love this one, of course. uh, You know. Yeah. That's such a beautiful song. Oh my goodness. The that whole, was one of whole... her favorite films last year. Yeah, West Side Story. Oh my God. I have like every version that you can get. I even have, I think, a DVD of symphonies playing with, you know, with people singing it. Oh, love it. <laughs> love it. No, no, I agree. And I think actually it was too bad for Spielberg because he did very well. You know, it was such a, t- I was sure I would hate it. And I still prefer the original somehow, but actually I was surprised. It was it was really very convincing. Fun fact, some of the dancers in that movie have been at the Muni. There were like a dozen uh, people in the movie that have been on stage at the Muni. So Mike Isaacson told me that because I was talking about, I saw one of the guys that's a pretty much a regular and he said, well, he wasn't the only one. But uh, yeah, no, I just thought that movie was just transplendent. Lynn That's sent us all like all these behind the scene YouTube clips that she's like, did you see this behind the scenes thing? I said, no, <laughs> no, I didn't. Thank you for sharing. Well, if you go, there's this on YouTube, there's this, uh, I think, Cinerama or something. And they have all these behind the scenes and Spielberg's talking about like uh, the, they have the choreographer and they have the uh uh, different aspects of the filming of it and it's really fascinating so when they were showing the choreography well I watched the 60 minutes piece and that was good well Absolutely. we just love all the behind the scenes things and I'm sure you do too and you are probably gone when the when the cinema St. Louis presents the the French film festival every summer You're but he's probably... here now he lives oh, here really now. no I was not there but uh, yeah, well, you're probably out of town because you I'm don't you travel for like different orchestras? You're a guest oh, conductor. Yes. I'm, and... traveling, I'm traveling all the time and I continue to do that. Yes. So, uh, so but I will be there maybe this uh, this next year. They had some really uh, great restorations this year. Uh, send... send the thing. I will. I will certainly. Uh, yeah, I will certainly do that. I was just thinking I, I'm very curious to be um, uh, uh, seeing the new Ruben Oslund. <gasps> yes. The triangle of sadness. Exactly, the triangle of sadness. That I'm very looking forward. Yes. It's coming in October, I think, right? Soon. Yes. Thank you very much, both of you. Thank you very much for being on with us today. Well, it's been a delight, and and uh, we will uh, we will see you this fall. With pleasure, and I'll see you. I'll see you in a week and a half. (laughs) Yep. I'll be at Forest Park, everybody. (laughs) I'll be in. A bientôt. Salut. Well, I'm curious what Chaz had to say, think about our discussion with Stefan Deneuve. Because if he's going to be reviewing it, what what do you think of the upcoming symphony season? So I thought it was um, the, the, the word that came to mind as I was reviewing the, the entire season. It, just, it seemed very vibrant to me. And uh, uh, I, I think it's uh, a real credit to the symphony, the way they can build a season, 
you know, they're making artistic choices, you know, per performance, but then in total, there's sort of another kind of artistic life that, that's put together with it, with it, with the season. And I thought it, I don't know, it, it has a good vibe for, for me this year. There's, there's been some years in the past where I felt and this, this goes back maybe more than 10 years, but I mean, I, that seemed kind of tired, but it doesn't now it seems very vibrant. Maybe part of it, I think is probably the, the you know, coming out of COVID there's this, this, this built up energy. And, and I, I, you know, I think that uh, a lot of, a lot of interest uh, in our, in our cultural institutions, including, including the symphony. So uh, what, I personally are you, are, forward to it. Are you a fan of the, the scores of films being shown at the symphony? I'm lukewarm on them. Okay. Uh, however, you have I, to have a great score. That's the thing. Yeah, I, you know, and, and thing is, I listen to a lot of a lot of movie soundtracks that I that I like, um, you know, from from various films, and um, you know, I not necessarily my cup of tea. Except that I loved Home Alone, and I was thinking that actually would be kind of a fun one to go to. <laughs> so, <laughs> but like something like a Jurassic Park. Like I understand the Star Wars films. And then the differences between the John Williams and the Andres Desplat of the Harry Potter films, as the films get different, so do the scores for those films. And something like Jurassic Park, I mean, anything John Williams is going to do is going to be fantastic. But then where do you stop? Right. Well, yeah. I think Bernard Herman, oh my God, those scores that he has done over the years. And you know what's a really good one is Taxi Driver, which well, is Bernard Herman also did Animal House. So, <laughs> but the I'm, psycho, no, those, that was, those violins. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. With that. But don't you think that the season also reflects the vibrancy of the conductor? Because he's so animated. Isn't he just a delightful person to talk to? He was when he talked about wanting to have a steak. I was like, come on over to my house. I'll grow you a steak. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, you, you want to invite him in. And, and you know, and of course, we, we can invite him into our lives by, by going to, to the performances. And, and I think a conductor has a, a, a lot to do with the connection between uh, you know, the, the, the audience or, or the, you know, the, the local people that, that come to see it and, and, and the, and the performers, it's a real kind of a, a conduit, I think, between, um, you know, the, the musicians and, and, and the audience and, and trying to build a new audience as well. I think that that's, uh, that's important too. We don't want to just be, um, you know, you want to get the younger people in there and people that maybe wouldn't have thought about going to the symphony. And that's why doing movie soundtracks, if that helps get some people exposed and, and John Williams is, you know, par excellence, um, you know, uh, you know, musician himself, if you want to look at it that way. And I, I think, uh, you know, the, you, you can't discount, uh, you know, his. Well, yeah, his, uh, his Bob, Boston yeah. Pops, his, his, you know, work with the Boston Pops, but also, uh, the the concert on Art Hill that's free really uh, 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 lets people embrace music just like the Shakespeare Festival does mm -hmm. and uh, uh, different things, you know, and the Muni provides free tickets. It's a way for people to get art in their lives who may not uh, have any sort of money to put towards uh, regular tickets or concerts are you know season tickets and and to me that's just a wonderful thing is to make art accessible to all and music is universal and i think after covid we're really finding out the connections of live live events how special but also important it is and jazz just got done with the whole season of opera at both uh, Opera Theater St. Louis and also Union Avenue Opera. And Union Avenue Opera had invited all the St. Louis Theater Circle to attend a little night music, which I went to a week ago Friday. And I agree with Chaz's review, poplifestl.com. You can see all of Chaz's uh, opera reviews. And uh, Chaz and I go way back, Carl. We worked at the St. Louis Globe together. Oh, the Globe. Yes, till the very end. And Chaz was the music editor. And uh, we used to sit next to each other and just, I'm sure we drove other people crazy because we would just laugh 
all day and uh we would talk about our interviews and he would be on the phone with people but uh but uh he he got to interview qu- quite a few legends of rock and i remember he covered the filming of hail hail rock and roll at the ah. fox oh yeah both, both nights huh yeah i um I think I was actually in the Fox 24 hours when, mm-hmm. when, uh, and I've, I've got plenty of stories that I continue to tell people that, that know that, that they never made my, my coverage of it. Uh, backstage was an interesting experience. And I, you know, I still have my T uh, I bought the sweatshirt, uh, from, uh, from that movie. I still have that hanging in a closet. It doesn't fit me anymore, but I, I couldn't I get rid hat. of it. <laughs> I have a hat from that. And I have a backstage pass. Because when I was promotions director at the radio station, they had all of this stuff because they were the sponsor of it that night. There were a lot of things and they were throwing some out because they were moving. And I said, I don't think this should be thrown away. And I, I have a backstage pass and I have a hat. And that's all I can say about that. But, you know, no. I saw Hail, Hail, Rock and Roll again uh, a few years ago, and I think it's held up. I mean, I don't know. It was um, I, I with with the, the passage of time, I appreciate it in a different way from from when it first came out. Yeah. Half of those people have are no longer with us. Yeah. Well, one of the very cool things uh, was uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The after Chuck Berry passed, uh, they combined rollover Beethoven because that was the year that ELO was getting inducted and so they had uh sim- symphony musicians play rollover beethoven and then they had elo come on and do it and so it was a really nice opening tribute to chuck berry so uh, speaking of uh, incorporating symphony music i stumbled upon speaking of rock in combining classical music which i love to see rock musicians with symphony orchestras like Metallica. Yeah. And I uh, stumbled on Tommy Shaw, who I love from sticks. Mm -hmm. He did a thing called sing for a day with the contemporary youth orchestra of Cleveland. And it's all over YouTube and it's this youth orchestra in chorus. And he performed with them. And it is wonderful to watch. It just will give you a smile. It's just so vibrant, to use your word, cheers. Um, They do uh, Blue Collar Man. They do, uh, oh, Fooling Yourself is really good. That's the first one everybody should start with. There's this kid soloist, violin soloist. That's amazing. And so it spotlights all these youth musicians that are incredible so it's the it's the big hits it's fooling yourself it's a renegade blue collar man crystal ball my personal favorite and uh so do they do sing for the day uh yeah i think they did i just i had to go to bed last night so because i was trying to find symphony music as i was writing uh you know last night and and then i got distracted by watching tommy shaw with the contemporary youth orchestra of cleveland but it's that that would bother me if they didn't do that just like uh, all the uh what was the what was the movie that really upset me that it was in the title and then they didn't use the song at all not even a cover it might have been that natalie portman movie that was originally pale blue dot where she was the astronaut oh yeah with john ham yeah it was Lucy in the Sky. That was the name of the movie. And Which I it, didn't see because everybody said it was terrible. So I didn't watch it. Yeah, it was Lucy in the Sky. And then they didn't use Lucy in the Sky with diamonds at all. Because I don't think I saw it. But Max, of course, saw it. And I said, oh, did they play the song? And he said, no. Well, I don't like when uh, they one of my pet peeves is when they name movies after songs. And the movies are bad. Bohemian Rhapsody? Chaz, don't get Carl started on Bohemian Rhapsody because it's not good. And uh, but yeah, no, there's a lot of song. They just take song titles and uh, and then there's a terrible movie. And the song, they just they just do it to make people familiar with it. Just uh, that's one of my pet peeves. 
but anyway, uh, I moved on to uh, the the uh, the. It's just wonderful when you see symphony music musicians incorporate other styles. So I think Stefan is really into that. I maybe should have suggested that that they do uh, the symphony does Dylan. You know, I'd like to see how they try to figure well, they, that they out. They did Bowie. Yeah. They did Whitney Houston last year. Yeah. The really? movies this week are not that good. Well, no. Oh my God. I, I suffered through a hundred minutes of me time on Netflix and it is absolutely terrible. What me time? I thought you were watching like Sylvester Stallone. I lasted 10 minutes in Samaritan and I went. That's it, Samaritan. I went, no, uh uh-uh. I don't really have to review it. It's, it's, uh, you know, we were, it wasn't given to us to review. So I just thought I should. And I got 10 minutes in and went, no. Mm-mm, mm-mm. All right. So what were the two things that you watched this week then? I watched Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul, mm-hmm. which is well acted. Sterling K. Brown, St. Louis native, Regina Hall. And Oscar uh, Post. And two excellent uh, up and coming people, Nicole Bahari, who was in Breaking last week, and Confidence, and they play contrasting preachers. Uh, this is this has one major obstacle: its subject matter is icky, and it's a mockumentary. Yes, it's about. Um, a disgraced pastor played by. Sterling K. Brown, and they live a lavish lifestyle furnished by all the devout and vulnerable. Didn't we just have Eyes of Tammy Faye last year? Yes, I know. But this this is uh, fiction, but it's based on that same premise. It's a mega church, and it's so ostentatious. But it's just, it's hard to watch because these people are feel that they're entitled to this lifestyle because they save souls. Yeah, but they and, also took other people's money. Right. And so it's it's a sharp social satire comedically, but I don't find it funny. And uh, they're just over the top characters. And it's it's really hard to watch. And what a scandal, what he is disgraced by is he has a proclivity to young down and out black men oh that he he grooms and lavishes lots of gifts on and this is supposed to be a comedy yeah i know so it was at sundance uh kent we in the webster kirkwood times this week kent hated it and so did our intern caleb strauss he uh i gave it a c plus kent gave it a c minus and the intern gave it a d plus well, it's it, it's on Peacock, so you can ignore it there. Yeah, it's streaming on Peacock, but it's also in theaters. And uh, it's just icky. But Regina Hall is in this me time with Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg. And it's stunningly unfunny, as <laughs> Richard Groper said in the in the Chicago Sun-Times. It has uh, currently on Meta score, it has 23. Oh, ouch. I haven't checked. I I haven't checked. Uh, I have to load it up to um, Rotten Tomatoes today. So, oh, another doc I watched the other night, Kaepernick and America. It is video on demand starting today. Uh, it's hard hitting. It is two movies in one. It's his athletic career and how he grew up. He grew up in an adopted white family. He was biracial. And uh, it talks about that whole thing. And then it talks, it has football coaches and how great he was. And it shows he was, you know, in the night the 2011 draft, he was in the first round pick and it shows how great he was as a San Francisco 49er. And then the knee and it, then it, the movie takes off as a thing about the racial divide in this country about the birth of black lives matter, which they attribute to the Michael Brown shooting. And uh, they go on about how we're so polarized and 
It shows Charlottesville. It shows a lot of clips. It shows previous athletes protesting, like the guy at the Olympics mm-hmm. raising his fists and different things. So it shows that other forms of protest. The biggest drawback to this film, though, is that they do not interview Colin Kaepernick. Because he had his own thing on Netflix, Colin in black and white. So it's a movie, just archival footage and talking heads. Okay. And so you didn't, you didn't care for it. Well, it's good in terms of telling you things, but I just think it's always better if you get that person. Well, like the Mike Tyson thing where he's not a part of it. Yeah. Well, on the other hand, uh, we've seen puff pieces like, well, I enjoyed the Shania Twain documentary on netflix just a girl but you can tell and just like cheryl crow's documentary on showtime you can tell that they're involved and they get final cut because it's all positive nobody's saying anything but with shania twain she was a trailblazer and she had quite a life her life was like a country song so uh there's there's that but showtime today has McEnroe and it is the time that's of- what I was thinking yes yeah, I knew it, that I knew there was a sports doc on Showtime this weekend yeah so he's all over he's all over media about this and I'm gonna watch it because I'm a tennis fan but uh the U.S. Open's going on so this weekend we have the U.S. Open we have Serena in the third round and that's a, a she big- and Venus lost doubles. In doubles but she's still alive in the in the uh, uh, singles, third round is tonight. And then we have the Cubs Cardinals series and we have a, a big weekend. So I'm going to the and Pitbull. Left. Don't forget Pitbull oh, on yeah. Saturday night. Look for me. I'll be in a bald cap. I will be the old man dressed up as Pitbull rather than the young packs of teenage girls. Well, I want to see that picture. Uh, I that is what that- everybody is saying. Yes, I do want to see the picture. Well, I'm going to the rep tonight for House of Joy. So Labor Day weekend, so I'm going to the rep. Uh, the the thing about uh, the summer is winding down, which makes me very sad. Somebody uh, put the top three songs of the summer. And remember, yeah. Chaz, we used to pay attention to those things when we were at the Globe. Um, was it Beyonce, Lizzo, and Harry Styles? It was or Harry was it Styles. Kate Bush? Mm-hmm. It was Harry Styles, and then it was Kate Bush, and then it was Bad Bunny. Okay. I I know all three. I See, I just gave you six songs. You gave me one, but I those are six songs that all could contend for Song of the Summer, and Billboard used to rank them, but it's just too weird. Harry Styles was number one five different times for a total of 11 weeks. But then it was broken up by Lizzo and it was broken up by Beyonce and and Bad Bunny. These it's just and then Kate Bush has been around since Stranger Things came back. And that was July. So it it has been a weird summer for music. It has been, but I didn't recognize it. So Carl watched the VMAs the other night, Chaz, and I have given up on those. I used to watch them, but then like half of them. I, I record them every year just to see. And I watched that. Speaking of Stranger Things, uh, all too well, the 10 minute Taylor version that it stars Sadie Sink from Stranger Things. And it's about Jake Gyllenhaal dumping or so. No, stealing her scarf. Yes. So that's that's there's that. But uh, I looked at all the artists and you didn't know a single one of them. I knew a handful, just a handful, like Lizzo. The Red Hot Chili Peppers, yeah. And yeah, those people. Yeah, but but they were getting a Lifetime Achievement Award. I know. So I looked at the cat. So not only did I know not know the songs nor the artists, but I didn't know what some of the categories meant. Like Like what? Like push of the year. What the hell is that? I don't know. They had awards. They had award titles that I didn't know what they were. And I thought, this is a first. I don't even know what these award titles mean. Push of the year. I I don't see. I was in Chicago watching it and eh, I recorded it. 
I'm going to watch it start to front. So, Chaz, what are you going to do this weekend? Uh, not a lot. My mom's in the hospital, so I'm no. going to be over there quite a bit. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's been two weeks of hell, really. But um, I hope she does all right. Yeah, thanks. And I, um, I've got a, a long-term photo project that I'm working on. I think the weather's going to help, so I may go out and shoot some pictures this weekend. Good for you. Chaz uh, is a award-winning photographer, Carl, and he is shown around the U.S. in, in shows. Excellent. And he's the one that was, uh, Carl was part of Daddy Dog. He's the one that was our movie photographer. Oh. Yeah, Carl was a voice, though, so see, that's why you didn't see him on set. <laughs> it was easy. But, I could do it from right here. Perfect. So I'm going to catch up with uh, Succession, and I'm going to watch a lot of docs. You know what I did? I, Lynn, I am one season and a 40% down on only murders in the building. So <gasps> I finished season one and we will be finishing season two probably sometime this weekend. Isn't it fun? I just love watching Martin Short and Steve Martin interact. The, they're, they're so fast with, you, with each other and the looks that they give each other. <laughs> So tell me nothing about season two. I know about season one. Tell me nothing about season two. Well, I, I haven't, I, I think I've gotten one episode into season two and I had to be like, okay, stop. You have other things to watch. Right. But that's also another thing. I don't know if I could handle it having to wait a week because we're just, I'm just knocking them out one by one by one. And when they originally came out, they were every Tuesday. And right. so you had time to stew and think about who the killer is and what this meant. And I am spoiled. So when they come out for season three, I will be week to week again. So I have a good Steve Martin story. Okay. So back in 1979, I, I, I was totally into Steve Martin back in back that I saw him when he had the big the, concerts and um uh we, we uh when i was my, my senior prom i got we got the band to play king tut you know my best king friend tut. and i were mm -hmm. we anyway there was a um uh steve martin act alike contest here in st louis i don't remember who sponsored it uh but they um uh, i i had a white suit i played the banjo at that time i i kind of put some shoe polish in my hair to make it look white and uh they, they had a um, uh, the cut you had to, to get up and do two minutes worth of steve martin at uh, the street side records in webster groves and um they went alphabetically so last name adams i went first did my thing. I think there were maybe 10 or 12 other people that did theirs. I ended up coming in second um, because the, uh, um, but when one of the judges came up to me afterward and said, you really, you won. Uh, but, you know, since you were first, we graded you harder and we couldn't go back and change our, our voting, our, our numbers that we gave you. So I didn't get to go on to the, to Atlanta, to the, uh, the, the, the finals or something. And uh, so I, my, my one shot of glory, because uh, the person that actually won ended up getting to be on the tonight show. Oh, with Johnny, Johnny, or, John, or, Johnny, or yeah. was it Joan? No, it was Johnny. And I think Johnny was like, and, and now Steve Martin, or, you know, he kind of introduced him and then this guy came out and actually I didn't think he did a very good, uh, good impression <laughs> of him at all myself, but, uh, <laughs> but I that made the so funny, but I, I made, I made above the fold at on the, in the post dispatch. There's my picture, um, uh, dressed up as Steve Martin. So. Oh my God. We need to, <laughs> we need that archival. Oh my God. Well, I, uh, you said street side records that brings back memories, mm. but I was, I stood in line at peaches on Hampton to get tickets to see what, cause that's what you had to do back then mm. to get tickets for Steve Martin at the Keel opera yep. house. Oh, and uh, John Sebastian opened up for him, yep. remember? Oh, and he yeah. was such a jerk. Yes. He didn't want to play Welcome Back, Cotter. People <laughs> were yelling at him, and he just went off about that. And he was just, uh, but Steve Martin was so funny. And then I went and saw him at the, the uh, arena or Checker Dome, if it was Checker Dome then, I'm not sure. But that was when people had balloons in their hair. Mm. And by then yeah. it was the, the Fest Drunk Brothers on SNL. People were dressed up the like, wild and crazy guys. Yeah, people were dressed up like them. And and so the whole arena thing was this huge event. I took my mom and my uh, I took my mom and my grandma. <laughs> 
because they liked really yeah because they liked him and they were like look at these people with the balloons in their head but when i was in college that was when he first came on the tonight show and everybody was talking about the guy with the arrow in his head yes he was wild and crazy I those, took I, I took pictures of both of those concerts, and that was back when you could walk into a concert with a, you know, two foot long uh, telephoto lens and they didn't care. So, I, I, yeah, I have <laughs> shots from those, those shows. Oh, well, those first two albums of his are genius. Let's get small. And what's oh, the yeah. other one? Wild and Crazy Guy. OK. Yeah. So he'll never forget that. There is a barbecue place in St. Louis called Navin's Barbecue. It is where the gorilla uh, food uh, used to have a brick and mortar. It's at Arsenal and Grand. And I went in there. And by the way, everybody should go there because it's unbelievably fabulous. And on Fridays, they have salmon burnt ends. Wow. I know. Which salmon? Are salmon burnt ends, which are unbelievably fabulous. And so it's Navin's barbecue and I um, walk in and they have a picture. They have a framed picture of Steve Martin with thing. And, and they have a, I go, is this place named after his character in the jerk? (laughs) So they named a restaurant. (laughs) All this because I watched a year old show. So isn't that hilarious? And so, but no, it's it's delicious. Uh, Riverfront Times named it the best new restaurant of 2021. So there's my commercial. We should get them. But no, I just fell in love with the place. So, but the fact that it's named after a Steve Martin movie character endears it to my heart. <laughs> well, we should wrap up and tell everybody to go eat somewhere. Yes, and uh, yes, I am currently working on the the uh, updated dining guide for St. Louis Magazine. So, so I have lots of places to recommend. Jazz, where can we find you on socials? So you can uh, find me on Instagram. Uh, I've got two handles there. One is Quirky Studio. Quirky is spelled Q-W-E-R-K-Y Studio. And also John Bent 61. That's a good spot. Or Linktree. If you just go to CB Adams on Linktree, it's got all my socials, including my website. So Lynn, where can we find you socially? I am on all the socials. My website is poplifestl.com. And I am on KTRS every Thursday night with Ray Hartman after the 10 p.m. news. But this week we were preempted by the Mizzou football game. So I was on Wednesday night. But they won. So it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We got to do it Wednesday night and it was unusual. But um, and then I am in the Webster Kirkwood Times every Friday. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Carl, the intern. And you can also find me on the Mark Cox Morning Show Monday through Friday and then on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors on Saturdays and Sundays. Sundays, it's on KMOX either before or after the baseball game. This has been A very interesting episode. I don't even know how to describe it. I am filled with joy. It's like we should call it the ode to joy because Stefan Stefan was one of the best people, I think, in my 45 years of journalism to interview. He was just so on fire about music. And you love to see that, that joy in people when people are so passionate about what they do. Well, enjoy a day off on the unaptly named Labor Day. Yeah, which means I have to do all the work ahead of time. So have a good weekend. Hey, bye, everybody. Take care. Stay safe. Go cards. Bye.